Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, it is an exciting and challenging day to be alive, isn't it? So glad to be back with you on our Victory Church weekly podcast. Pastor Mitch here. Do encourage you to, uh, you know, whatever apparatus you're listening to these podcasts on, if you'll go, uh, you know, click like and share it with a friend, that would be very helpful. Just want to get the word out that... uh, that these uh, series are available. I usually teach in series on these podcasts. I do the same thing. So uh, just really glad to be able to connect with you on Tuesdays and Thursdays in the podcast. Invite you to have a friend come along with you and listen to them as well. Uh, I've been teaching for a number of weeks on the subject of, of healing. Healing belongs to the believer. It's one of our benefits of walking with Jesus and being in Christ. So covering this in some fair detail, uh, the part one of this series, we have talked about two ways healing comes, healing through spiritual gifts, which is God's sovereignty. He initiates the healing or healing by faith in the finished work of Jesus on the cross. And that is by faith. And we initiate healing that way. You can always be healed by faith in Jesus finished work. But as far as spiritual gifts manifesting, that is uh, something the Holy Spirit does. And we may or may not receive that way. So that's something I'm always aware of. It's really important to know. Part two, three reasons Christians are sick. We covered that. Uh, part three, seven reasons you can know healing is the will of God. All of this is in the past. Go back and look at the past podcast. Look at the titles if you haven't heard some of this because uh, this is an extensive series. Part four talked about the healing covenant that God enacted with the Israelites when they came out of Egypt. And uh, just right out of Egypt, uh, God uh, revealed himself as, as Jehovah Rapha, the Lord uh, there, the people of God's physician. Part five, we talked about in detail the uh, healing in the atonement of Christ. Going back to Isaiah 53 and Leviticus 16, you'll find that that the same sacrifice that uh, took care of our sins and made us new creatures in Christ also gave us an ability to be healed by the power of God. Part six, we talked in detail about how to receive healing by faith. Part seven, we've talked about planting the seeds of health and healing. And excuse me, here we are in part eight, and uh, we're right in the middle of talking about hindrances to healing. There are four major hindrances to healing or four major categories, and I'm going into some detail on each category. The first one we've already gone through is negative emotions. Again, uh, worry, unforgiveness create undue stress. Uh, in a human's physical body, and we're not created to handle stress. We're handled to walk with God, let Him be our guide, listen to His voice, and follow His will. And anything that gets in the way of that really uh, can hinder our physical health. So negative emotions, we took several podcasts, talked about that. Uh, Second category of um, healing hindrances is misuse of the body. Last time I talked about diet. We perhaps have the worst diet in the world in the U.S. of A. with all of our 
uh, creature comforts and fast foods and all that. We don't eat well. I mean, there's other, other um, I've traveled and I'll tell you, there are other nations that, that eat naturally, very simply, and, and, it, and, and it, you can see it affects uh, their physical body. So again, diet is really, really important. Go back and listen to last podcast if you didn't hear that. So again, uh, there are four major categories of healing hindrances, negative emotions, which I said we've covered. Secondly, misuse of the body. We'll come right back to that. Unforgiveness, and we're going to cover that in fair detail, and then disobedience. So let's talk today again. <clears throat> one of the uh, hindrances is misuse of the body. Uh, there's several there. Number one, diet. We talked about that and today. Let's talk about the importance of rest for the human body. And again, because, uh, because we live in the industrial age and because we have uh, 24-7 ability to light our houses and our workplaces, uh, we think it's a badge of merit if we work a lot in America particularly and we don't rest as we should. But Hebrews 4, 9, and 10 says, There remains therefore a rest for the people of God, for he who has entered his rest has himself also ceased from his works as God did from him. Of course, the inference there is God rested on the seventh day and we should also enter into a rest the way God did. There is the rest of faith. You could put that twist on it. But then there is also a natural rest that we as human beings must have if we're going to remain healthy agile and strong lifelong. Proverbs 14:30 which I mentioned earlier uh, amplified says a calm and undisturbed mind and heart are the life and health of the body but envy, jealousy and wrath are like rottenness of the bones. I like Matthew 11:28 through 30 message paraphrase. Are you tired? Worn out? Burned out on religion? Come to me, Jesus says. Get, uh, get away with me and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I love that. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company, verse 30, Matthew, Matthew uh, uh, again, uh, 11. Keep company with me. Watch this. And you'll learn to live freely and lightly. I really like that translation. Message paraphrase Eugene Peterson. <clears throat> so again, periods of rest are, are necessary if we're going to remain healthy and at our best spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Let me just say this. You know, I believe God and, you know, I believe in walking by faith and believe in God for divine health. But see, you've got to be practical with yourself. If you're not willing to be practical and face every area of life and, and do what, what should be done, then, you know, you can't just expect faith to bail us out when we're not living as we should. We're not being practical with ourselves as we should. And so rest, it's, rest comes into the picture with that. Again, some people got the erroneous idea, well, I can just sleep four or five hours a night. As long as I'm working really hard, God's going to bless me. No, God expects you to have common sense and take a break like he did on the seventh day when he worked for six and took the seventh day as the day of rest. So again, periods of rest are necessary for you to remain healthy and at our best spiritually, mentally, emotionally, and physically. Again, God placed the rhythms 
of work and rest into creation. Notice this. This is uh, um, Genesis 2, 3. Here we are. Then God blessed the seventh day, sanctified it, because in it he rested from all of his works which God had created and made. And then, and then here we are, Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11. Remember, this is one of the Ten Commandments. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days you will labor, do all your work, but the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In it you shall do no work, you, nor your son, nor your daughters, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them, and rested the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. Now, isn't that great? Now, again, we violate that, and I think maybe pastors are some of the worst violators because, you know, we got to be on all the time. If you have a smaller church for sure, you know, there's a lot going on and you're expected to, you know, do this and that. And when, when your church grows a little and you have staff members, it certainly helps. But nonetheless, uh, even if you're not a pastor, I listen, just the way we're set up now with all the technology and the electricity and, you know, and, and people work scattered times. People have swing shifts. Now people work at night. People work on Sundays. You know, we had blue laws when I was a little boy. Y'all remember that? I mean, nobody, I mean, businesses didn't open on Sunday. You know, you might have a gas station or two here or there. This is when I was very young in the early 60s. But now we have forgotten about the rest on the seventh day. And, and people don't even think about it now. And look how health breaks down when you don't take timely, needed rest. We're created to need a break. Let me say it again. We are created by God to need a break as a human. Uh, Dr. Ron Cottle, a wonderful man of God, um, um, and uh, with Christian Life School of Theology, he's got a book entitled The Ten Commandments, and he said this in his book, God set a rhythm of rest in the nature. There is the summertime of growth and the winter of rest when the sap of life goes down and the trees are like dead. There is a rhythm in the zoological life in which there is a day, uh, the day of working and the night for sleeping, activity and renewal, working and resting. This rhythm is basic and vital to life as God created it. Can I read that to you again? Uh, I, I, this is something we're missing big time uh, in, in the modern age. Listen to what he said again. Again, this is Ron Cottle, his book entitled The Ten Commandments. Here's the quote. God set a rhythm of rest into nature. There's the summertime of growth, the winter of rest, when the sap of life goes down and the trees are like dead. There is a rhythm in zoological life in which there is the day of working, the night for sleeping, activity and renewal, working and resting. This rhythm is basic and vital to life as God created it. So, you know, when I read that, you know what? I ask myself a question. Am I working with the rhythms of life? Do I work and rest? Some people, all they do is rest. Well, that's not healthy either. You got to do both, work and rest. Do you take the adequate, needed, and timely rest? Um, 
in, in addition to that, God also gave, listen to this, the commandment of a seventh year land rest to Israel. And, and list, just listen to this, Leviticus 25, 1 through 7. God even told not just the people to rest, said, I want the land to rest. Here it is, Leviticus 25, 1 through 7. And the Lord spoke to Moses on Mount Sinai, saying, Speak to the children of Israel and say to them, When you come into the land which I give you, then the land shall keep a Sabbath to the Lord. See, even the land did. Verse, verse 3, Leviticus 25, six years. You shall sow your field in six years. You shall prune your vineyard and gather its fruit. But in the seventh year, there shall be a Sabbath of solemn rest for the land and a Sabbath to the Lord. You shall neither sow your field nor prune your vineyard. What grows of its own accord of your harvest, you shall not reap nor gather the grapes of your untended vine. For it's a year of rest for the land. And the Sabbath produce of the land shall be food for you, for you, your male and female servants, your hired man, the stranger who dwells with you, for your livestock and the beasts that are in your land. All of its produce shall be for food. So see, God commanded us as humans, we need every seventh day, take a rest. It gives the systems of the body time to relax and rejuvenate. And, and create energy reserves and to get rid of stress and stress and tension, which hinder human health, right? So he also said, you let your land do the same thing. Let it work hard for six years. Seventh year, only let volunteer. We called him when I was a little boy, volunteer vine. We would have volunteer green, green bean vines or volunteer corn or volunteer this that just grew of its own accord because the seeds were in the ground but God said don't plant on purpose and and why did he do that so the land could rest now we violate that in the modern modern day in a big way and for that reason the big farming conglomerates that that have to produce um, you know season after season uh, they put all kinds of uh, of um, of um, man-made fertilizers and such into the soils to rejuvenate the soil. And um, I believe you've read some things perhaps that I have. Studies have indicated that the soils now have been stripped in many cases in the industrial uh, farming communities, various places in the world, stripped of the minerals that are essential for health that the plants ingest. And, of course, when we ingest the vegetables and fruit from that, they don't have the they don't have the the amount of minerals and vitamins necessary to keep human life healthy and so you know uh, because we're violating the land rest sabbath there god there's reasons god said this yeah you figure it out god created the world <laughs> he created plant life he created us and he knows how we work best he has the owner's manual for the human body right he's got the owner's manual for for plants and trees and fruits and vegetables and he knows how they work best but you know for some reason we've said God we know you created this but you know what we're going to outsmart you we're going to do more than you ever thought you could do and look where we've brought ourselves we've brought ourselves to a to perhaps one of the sickest cultures in the world because we've taken God's commands out of living and living life to the full, I guess you could say it that way. Let me go one step further. What's this now? So God commanded uh, humans to rest every se uh, seventh day. 
the land to rest every seventh year. And watch this. Now, this got me, I tell you, when I was a, a young man, I was about 32 years old when I read this. I was studying the book of Daniel. So watch this. The nation of Israel became captive to Babylon. Watch this for 70 years because it violated this every seventh year land rest. For 490 years, listen, Israel disobeyed the land rest commandment to let the land rest every seventh year. During that time, Israel missed 70 land rest Sabbaths. Do the math, 70 times 7 is 490 years. They, that for 490 years, they disobeyed God with their land. And so God spoke through um, the prophet Jeremiah, watch this, that Israel would have to make up for the 70 missed land rest Sabbaths by going into captivity into Babylon for 70 years. See how important rest is to God? He wants us to rest. If you don't rest properly, you're going to have physical problems. And they exacerbate, get stronger with age if you don't rest properly, see. And you pay for it. And, and, and even with the land, Israel missed 70, 70, 70 land rest Sabbaths. I mean, for 490 years, they just said, forget it, God. We're not going to do it. God said, well, that land's going to rest, but are you going to take it all at once? 70 years, Israel, you're going to be out of your land because you didn't listen to me. And, and Jeremiah the prophet prophesied that. Listen to Jeremiah let me see here, Second Chronicles 36, 20 and 21. And those who escaped from the sword he carried away to Babylon, uh, where they became servants to him and his servants until the rule of the kingdom of Persia to, uh, 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 to fulfill the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah until the land had enjoyed her Sabbaths. As long as she lay desolate, she kept Sabbath to fulfill 70 years. Again, that's Second Chronicles 36, 20, and 21. And then listen to Jeremiah 25, 11. And this whole land shall be a desolation and an astonishment. And these nations shall serve the king of Babylon 70 years. What was the reason for the exile of Israel out of Israel, the land that God promised Abraham? Why did they have to leave the land? Because they violated the seventh year land rest. Now, there's a principle here. You know, God puts things into motion for a reason, and he says things not just to be expelling hot air. He says things for our benefit. If he told me to rest every seventh day, if I don't, I, 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 there's going to be problems. And God, God also said, I want the land to rest seven years, and if it doesn't, there's going to be problems. And so now we're inheriting the problems of trying to you know, keep soils healthy that are stripped of the nutrition because we don't ever let them rest, right? So, so uh, you know, listen, I'm reading all this. I'm 31, uh, two years old, and I was reading the book of Daniel and thought about this land rest that God set in motion because the author of the book I was reading about the book of Daniel was, was, uh, was talking about this. And, uh, and then they were talking about how Israel disobeyed the land rest Sabbath going into Babylonian captivity again for 70 years. And while I was reading this, listen, this was such a poignant moment for me. While I was reading, the Lord spoke to me. Here's what he said, Mitch, if you refuse to take your regular rest, the Sabbath rest you should have taken once a week, if you don't take that, it may come off of the end of your life. Just like Israel was in Babylon for 70 years, 
because 490 years they didn't listen about the land rest Sabbath. If you don't take your seventh day rest, it may come off the end of your life. <laughs> listen, he didn't have to say that to me, but one time I got the message. And I was, you know, 32 or so at the time. I want to live. I want to live strong and long. Don't you, don't you want to live strong and live long? So I listened. And, you know, my dad um, died in 2012. But, you know, every week when I, I, my dad would call me at least once a week, sometimes more. And in the midst of whatever conversation we're having, my dad would always say, Mitch, you taking your rest this week, son? You taking a day of rest? And he would challenge me when I was a little boy. My dad always took, he worked, my dad worked, you know, his regular job, 40 hours a week, but then he would come home and he had this gargantuan garden, particularly in the summer, and that took all of the summer months, I mean, from, I guess, April, May, all the way through uh, September, you know, with the various kinds of, and lots of different kinds of vegetables. I mean to tell you, we, it, were, it was a lot of hard work, and he worked until uh, way, way uh, after, uh, sundown, and sometimes later when he could but then on the on 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 Sunday that was his sabbath rest he rested and and it used to upset me as a little boy cuz my dad was such a trojan about taking you know Sunday and resting he wouldn't do anything on Sunday he would just rest and you know my dad lived a long healthy life and uh and I can see the benefits of him doing what he did so he encouraged me again to take that sabbath rest again pastors preachers ministers often Violate it the worst. So now, see, I make sure I rest well every night. Every seven days, I take a break, and uh, and then I'll I'm gonna stop right there because there's other other things that I do, and I got to tell you a story about the time I burned out. But I'll do that next time, and um, and and there's something I do in ministry that's really important. It's a rhythm of my ministry life. I've been doing this, I think, since 2015, and. It has blessed and benefited me in a tremendous way. So, again, it's, it's something I do in ministry to make sure I'm rested and that I don't overextend myself. Now, I work really hard. I mean, wow, I've got these uh, podcasts I do. I've got a blog I write. I've got uh, two messages a week, Sunday mornings, Wednesday night. We still have Wednesday night service. And I'm constantly on, constantly. This is just a lot to do, plus I, I lead uh, prayer meetings, Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sunday mornings. So all of that just takes energy and preparation time. And uh, so I have to really watch my time. So having said that, it's really important for me to rest. And it's important for you to rest too. Question as I conclude today, and we'll come back to this next time, finish this up, because I want to talk about, um, I want to talk about burnout. Because if you don't rest, sooner or later you're going to burn out, and then you could actually break yourself physically without needed timely rest. Lord, I just pray for me and all of us that we would obey the word of God and, 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 and take the cyclical rests that are in creation. Lord, help us to rest nightly and get good sleep every single night. Lord, help us to rest weekly in Jesus' name. Help us, Lord. If we need to make adjustments, speak to us. Talk to us. And Lord, thank you for providing divine health as we walk in line with the word of God. In Jesus' name. Well, friend, God bless you. Thank you for listening today. Looking forward to talking to you next time. God bless. Well, thanks for listening to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure 
uh, that you subscribe and leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at victorychurchraleigh.com. I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.